Hi guys, welcome back to Sweet Mom Talks. Today we are going to be talking about um, breaking generational curses. Last week we... Hi princess. Yeah, take that. Take that downstairs. It's a light. Yeah, take it. Go show daddy. Ooh, go show daddy. That's my go-to. Mm-hmm. Go show daddy. I say it like 35 times a day. <laughs> go show daddy. Okay, anyways, we're talking about generational curses today, and I think it's going to kind of tie into our episode last week where we talked about um, gentle parenting. So if you haven't listened to that yet, go back and listen to it and then come back to this one. Um, first, I want to talk about my trip this weekend. We're going to go to... <gasps> I'm actually like kind of really excited. We're doing yeah. like we're doing like real white people shit, okay? <laughs> okay, I'm a little less excited now that you said that, but <laughs> sure, like go ahead. So I rented like this little house. Well, it's not really little, and it's got a fire pit and a hot tub, and we're gonna go snow tubing. And I think mm-hmm. me, Shane, and Mike are gonna go hiking. Ugh, <laughs> just the you lost me at hiking. Like, you know, and I don't even fuck with the fire pits because my fucking hair ends up smelling like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, same. But like now my hair is too short to smell it, so I don't care. But I, like I'm excited. I haven't gone hiking since we were in Washington, and that was my first time ever hiking. And I had a lot of fun. So I want to do it as long as there's not like a shit ton of snow. Because Tommy was like, Tommy was talking to Mike, and he said that it might be the kind of hiking where you need like the no shoes no shoes and I'm like the tennis yeah. racket things and he's like yeah, yeah the tennis racket things I'm like you'll no. be tired oh. if it's the snow's that deep you'll be tired within 10 minutes of trying yeah. to walk in that snow yeah so I'm, I don't know if we're gonna go hiking or not but if we do I'll be excited and then we're gonna get drunk and go tubing don't break your neck it's tubing you're not I'm not they were talking about skiing or snowboarding and I'm not doing that I ain't white enough for that that's how you break an ankle real yeah, quick. I would break, I would 100% break my leg. Oh, I'm, I, was, I was talking to Everett about it tonight when I was putting him to bed and I was like, are you excited for mama to come over? And he's like, yeah, are you going to be here too? Cause she's coming to stay with the kids. I said, no, mama and daddy are going on like a little trip. And he started crying and he's like, I don't like it when you leave. I just want you to stay uh, home. I'm like, like uh, I was like, you know, we're going to be doing like adult stuff that kids can't do. You would be scared. We're going to be like sitting on a tube and going down a mountain. He's like, I'll just stand and watch. Oh, poor Everett. Oh my <laughs> no, god, I feel so bad for him. Do you and think he's I- getting to the age where you can't? Like, it's going to be harder for you and Tommy to take trips by yourself. Yes, because I think he's going to want to go. But I, I was trying to explain to him. I was like, sometimes, you know, mommy and daddies have to go and have alone time together so they can just hang out by themselves and, you know, be with each other because they love each other. <laughs> and he's probably like, okay, bitch, like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, just like, you know, I read you stories every night and we spend time together every night, just you and me, mommies and daddies have to do that too. He's like, oh, fine. I just don't want you to go. Oh, it was really sad. What day do you leave? Friday? Friday. We check in at five. My mom should probably be here around like one o'clock or two o'clock. And then we'll head out because I think it's going to be like four hours to get there. Mm -hmm. So we'll leave as soon as she gets here. I know, right? I'm really excited. I, so guys, Matthew started daycare today. It was today, a hot mess. Bitch, was it? Look, oh my. this was your voice all shaky. Shaking like this cup of tea while you were talking I, on our Instagram Guys, stories. I could just fucking cry right now even thinking about it. So, oh, so I had took him to Chick-fil-A this morning and I got him this special breakfast and like, I'm trying to keep my composure all morning, like trying not to cry. And so we get to the lady's house or daycare because he goes to an in-home daycare now, which guys, after today, it made me feel like so much better that we sent him to an in-home daycare and not a daycare center. But 
So we walk in and of course, like he, it's just the same as when we did our like walkthroughs, he kind of just was really excited. He went to play with all the toys, but this time all the other kids were there and there were four other kids, two, like, I think they're like 10 to 18, to 18 month old. And then the two boys that are two and one's about to turn three. So right around Matthew's age. And he's like playing, like petting her cat and stuff. And I'm like really nervous. Cause I'm just thinking like, okay, like I do have to go. Like, I don't have to go, but I was like, okay, like, how long is too long to stay? Do you know what I mean? You don't want to overstay your welcome. Yes. So guys, like this is where I think I went wrong. So I gave him a kiss and a hug. And then he like, I didn't say bye though. I just gave him a kiss. I gave him a really big hug. And then he went around the corner. So I was like, okay, this is probably my time to like sneak out. So then I like go try and go up the stairs. And he comes back. He's like, mama, mama. And he sees me and he's like, hand, hand. So I like give him my hand and I walk back downstairs and he goes back around the corner to play. And then I just kind of like dip out. And like, I get to the top of the stairs, I'm putting my shoes on and I hear mama, where'd she go? Mama, mama. And then Lisa redirects him to the kids. And so like, he was fine. I like waited at the top of the stairs to see if he, he didn't cry or anything. So I was like, okay. So then I, I like start fucking bawling. I, oh my God. I'm like trying to cry at the top of this lady's stairs. I'm trying to put my fucking shoes on, but I'm trying to do it quietly. And then I get to my car and I call Matt and I'm like, I can't fucking fix this. And like, oh my God, I had an OB appointment today, guys. And I fucking canceled it. I canceled it. And I was just like, I'm just going to, I sat in her, like, um, I sat in my car outside of her house for probably 15 minutes, sobbing uncontrollably, snot all running down my face. I'm trying to like breathe so I can at least turn my car on and drive away. It was fucking horrible. And then so Lisa's like, of course, she's like doing amazing, like keeping me updates and sending me pictures. She sent me one picture of him like at the table by himself playing with um, the magnets and the sticks. You know what I'm talking about? So she's like, he doesn't really want anybody to come near him. Um, She was like, he gets upset if somebody does. She's like, I'm giving him his space right now, trying to give him time to warm up. And I'm like, oh god like this is such a mistake like I shouldn't have let him join daycare like this is such a fucking mistake and I call Matt crying again like I'm just guys it was really hard for me I I know it was probably and I think that's where I messed up was not saying bye yeah but and like and then so she sends me up the same pictures I sent you guys he was sitting there playing with the two other boys and like having fun and then so I let he was there for two hours and I come back and they're at the table eating and he doesn't eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but she made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And he's like sitting with his back to me as I walk in, but he like kind of looks nervous and I can kind of see it on his face. I, guys, I'm going to cry. I like say his name and I'm like, Matthew, and he turns around and he like, he's like mama. And he busts out crying. I was like, what the fuck? Like, oh, I could cry. And then I pick him up and I give him a hug and then he stops crying. Like he wipes his, and then he like takes me around the daycare center and is like showing me the cats and the dogs and like showing me his friends and then showing me what they were playing with. And then he was like, bye guys, bye friends, bye cat, bye dog. So then I think I called Matt and I told him everything. And then I think where I messed up is that I didn't say bye. So I probably scared him and he didn't think I was coming back. And I was like, I was guys I think I finally stopped crying about this whole day even though Matthew was only gone for two hours around like six o'clock I just like when I come to the realization that I I probably fucked up by not saying bye and I was like I probably left him there fucking terrified then the guilt sets in oh my god oh fuck and then Lisa was like I can tell he's never been to a daycare before and she was like trying to calm me down she was like He's almost three, you know, she was like, he's never done anything like this. And she was like, he just spent the whole year cooped up in his house, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, like, what the fuck? This is fucking horrible. It'll take him like a couple weeks to get adjusted to it. Are you going to send it back tomorrow? No, he goes back Thursday. And I was just telling Matt, I I don't think I want to do it anymore. I, I know and then Matt was like, no, he does need this, Justine. Like, he obviously warmed up enough to play with the boys and he had fun. And he yeah. was showing, yeah. And I was like, I know, but I was like, oh. So then Thursday, 
I'm going to drop him off again, but this time I'm going to say bye. But then what if he starts to freak out? Well, then I'm sure she's used to that. And yeah. She can, you know, just take him and his friends will be there. I just, this shit is fucking hard. And then Matt's trying to make me feel better. And he's like, well, you know, you're his best friend and he's not used to being away from you. And I'm like, that just makes it worse. <laughs> Guys, I just spent the whole day fucking crying. Like that, that's how I spent my day. And he was only gone for two hours. And I'm five minutes up the street from the babysitters, like from the daycare. Mm. Oh, that shit was terrible. I was like, I can't. Whew. Like, I can't even really say anything because I would be the same way. But I, I can't... when we were looking at like preschools for Everett, we were going just to like look at a place. And I cried the whole day before in the whole way there. I cried. That's how it feels. Oh my gosh. I can say that I feel better about doing it now than when he goes to pre-K or kindergarten and then having to do it then. When it's like where schools are like the building, it's like a big building that he doesn't know. And like, I guess I can build up to that. I don't know. Just that shit was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And it didn't even happen to me. It happened to him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it did happen to you. You're his mom. I know guys, but listen, the whole time when I realized it, I didn't say bye to him. And that probably is what caused the fuck up. I, I fucking lost it. I was like, I'm such a bad fucking mom. Like I hadn't been in there for two hours. Fucking terrified that I'd never come fucking back. Oh guys, it was a hard day for me. It you was, probably thought you was, were like upstairs somewhere. Well, she, Lisa was like, I kept, yeah, Lisa was like, she's coming back. She's going to come back. She's going to come back. She was like, but I just didn't want to get in his face because he would kind of get upset if I would come near him. Um, she was like, so I'm trying to get him to warm up to me. She was like, I don't force myself onto the kids. Like, I was like, bitch, this is just really fucking hard for me. <laughs> like, I went out when he started crying. Did you also start crying? No, I held it together. Oh, God. I would have lost it. Well, I would because have lost I, it. I didn't. If I started crying, then he really would have thought something was wrong. Yeah. And then he, yeah, I like held it together. And then when I got in the car, I called Matt and started crying. Because when he got in the car, he was like, fucking fine. Like, after I picked him up, he like wiped his tears off and was fine. And I was like, this shit, I don't understand how y'all moms do this shit. For real. It's for the fucking birds. Especially like little, little babies. Couldn't do it. I just, and then I'd have to decide whether if I want to like just leave him again for two hours on Thursday, or maybe try for a longer stretch this time on Thursday. Maybe do like two and a half or three hours. Yeah. Just waiting outside for the whole two hours. <laughs> and I feel like I just feel like I'm annoying Lisa. Like I'm bl- not blowing her phone up, but like Jesse, she got. Uh, four of the fucking kids there. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't have time to be answering the phone. And I just have to like let it. I have to trust her. It's just too much, guys. I can't. It's too. How long much. has she been doing this? Thirty years. Thirty years. So there's nothing that Matthew could do that she has not already dealt with. And then she has the four kids of her own that she raised. Yeah, yeah. that's. I think I, that's I, just what you have to remind yourself. Like, there's him missing you or asking where you're at or like hurt him not wanting her to come near him she's probably done it a million times like she's probably been through that a billion times it's just I just it's the you know what I think about like when do me and Matthew are ever away from each other yeah you know and he probably he's now he's so social and like if I'm there but then he she was like telling me that he was really shy and I was like you never well, like that. He probably looks to you for, you know, that comfort. Y'all, this is fucking stupid. Like, I, was <laughs> not, I was like, we, I, I was like, I wish we maybe would have started him younger. Like, at least for a day. One mm-hmm. day, just so he could. I just feel like now it's just he's old and he understands. Guys, 
I'm done talking about it because it's just fucking emotional. It fucks. It's fucking with me. It's fucking with my heart, stressing me out, raising my blood pressure, making my ankles <laughs> swell up. I'm serious. This shit is fucking stressful. All right, let's get into generational curses. Let's fucking get into what do you consider? What, what is your definition of a generational curse? Okay, so to me, a generational curse is like something or like either something that has happened or something that hasn't been happening like in your family before you. Like everybody ends up divorced. Nobody gets a college degree. You know, nobody is financially secure. Uh, nobody gentle parents like that kind of thing right nobody like nobody leaves their hometown everybody just stays in the shithole they grew up in like to (laughs) to me that is that is like generational curses right what what is it to you no that kind of is it and I think I even took it like a little bit like to me a generational curse is just yeah this kind of like repeated pattern whether it be like like emotional trauma that's just repeated over generation and generation like I feel like we've talked about it before maybe in an episode where it's like oh don't let her wear skirts you know uncle henry's coming over yes yeah but then I bet you uncle henry's dad was the same exact way and no one ever said anything right it's like nobody ever changes their way of thinking yeah or their way of acting or their way of parenting. Yeah. And like, oh, that's just scared the fucking shit out of me. A spider? I thought it was giant ass spider. It's the tag to my tea leaf blowing <laughs> it. Oh my God. Okay. It's anyway. not the faint. <laughs> what was I saying? You're saying no one's changing their ways of way yes. parenting. Like nobody ever, ever, like, every generation is just stuck in the same old pattern and no one ever questions it I feel right no one ever questions it and if I feel like if you do question it and you do start to like like if you don't act like your family then they're like what's wrong with her you think you're better than us right you think you're better than us why you got your nose stuck up because I am better than you exactly (laughs) to tell you these airpods keep going out um what do you think so i love there's that meme i think we shared it even on the facebook it's like a spider-man um and there's like kids walking across a crosswalk and he's got like a bus crashing into the back of him and it's like generational characters and my kids yes I've so what that. do you think are yeah what do you think are some generational curses that you're trying to stop like that you want to not continue anymore no I feel like everything I feel like I would I do everything different every just fucking every goddamn I say I don't know I just think like everything I'm I'm honestly in the same way right I don't know I I feel like there's a lot like a lot I've seen a lot of like toxic shit from my family and I'm like I don't want that for you know, my family that I have now. So I'm right. just changing everything. Like, I'm not, I don't give a shit if you're my family. If I don't like you, I don't like you. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make any effort to see you. Right. Like, I, I just don't care that we're related by blood. Like, that doesn't, right. that literally means nothing to me. <laughs> Maybe that sounds mean, but. I mean, that means literally nothing to me. And I feel like all these generations, like before me, you know, you, you deal with people that you don't like, you deal with uncle Henry, who's a pervert. You deal with all this other stuff just because they're your family. You're like, Oh, that's your family. You got to be there for them. No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think that can 100% be a generational curse and I ain't here for it. Like you're like you got to deal with Uncle Henry, who's the pervert, and then his wife, who's calling you fat on the low low. Like, okay. like <laughs> exactly. you, like you gave a lot of light, sweetheart. Like, okay, like I'm not 16 anymore, bitch. <laughs> I bet you've been 300 pounds my whole life. Yeah, with those chunky, dumbass long highlights. Get the fuck out of here with your elephant angles, bitch. <laughs> I think a big one for me, like generation, like I just remember. I can't say it's gen. Well, I can't say it's generational, maybe. 
Um, but like, I just remember my mom always just arguing with whoever she was married to, whoever she was in a relationship with, like loud as fuck in front of everybody. And then like dishing out her fucking problems, like letting all of us kids know, even if she was lying about a lot of things, what was going on? Like, oh, he did this to me and he does this and blah, blah, or just like blatantly fucking just screaming. Yes. I think like, uh, unstable relationships yes. is a generational curse like divorce mm-hmm. you know that shit's genetic and divorce? like oh for sure I think divorce is genetic like I think if you come from a broken family I think you'll get married too quick because you're like oh I want to be married because my parents got divorced and then you end up getting a divorce because you got married too fast well bitch are you on to something I am okay I am on to something or you you tell yourself I'm my parents had a terrible unhealthy relationship and they got divorced and I don't want that for myself so I'm never getting married. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's never like right in the middle. No, never. I um I think another one for me like I feel like we talked about that last week is just disciplinary way. Yeah, um, that's that's I mean, a huge one. Yeah. I do feel like there are some things that I'm like really not stern about, but like if if, when we get, when Matthew gets older and he's like 10 and he's like, oh, I don't want meatloaf. Well, then you're going to eat this fucking meatloaf. Like what the fuck? But you said that's how you'll be. Yeah. Like to me, to me, I, and I know this sounds like so stupid, but I want him to understand, like, you aren't always going to get what you want. Like, mommy gives a shit, but the world is not going to give a shit. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, sometimes we have to deal with stuff we don't want to. Like, you, I want him to grow up. And again, guys, if it's like, like, I made that TikTok pasta the other day. Mm -hmm. And neither Matt liked it. Neither Neither Matt liked it really yeah and but you know what and I was just like okay so then I'll just cook something else for you guys do you know what I mean but if it comes down to like being picky about every little thing yeah I want them to be appreciative of the food that's put on the table I think that's a big thing too see I disagree with you really yes I think it's because you know as kids we were always forced I mean if you don't like what you don't like what's on the table too bad if you don't want my dry ass chicken too bad you're going to eat it anyways put some ketchup on it yeah (laughs) and I'm like a big believer in like body autonomy I think that's how you say it where like if you don't want if you're not hungry right now like like you're not hungry when dinner's done you don't have to come and sit and eat like I would like you to come and sit with us but you don't have to eat right now if you don't like what I made for dinner that's fine if you're old enough to make yourself something else, go ahead and make yourself something else to eat. Make yourself a sandwich and come sit and eat with us. Or if you're not old enough to make yourself a sandwich, I'll make you one. You can come and sit with us. Same thing with like, I see all the time little kids who are forced into haircuts that they don't want. If you don't want a haircut, don't get a haircut. If you want to grow your hair out, grow it out. If you want to shave it off, shave it off. I like, I'm a, like, you wouldn't expect matt to sit there and eat something he didn't like big matt you would not expect him to sit there and eat something he didn't like he does it all the fucking time but if he didn't eat it would you get mad no no no, i wouldn't get mad but guess what that's all i'm fucking cooking right but if he wanted something else he could very well make him something else and make himself something else right for sure but i can say right now at matthew's age if he doesn't eat dinner i will make him something else because he cannot make himself something else Exactly. But I get, I think it comes to a point where like, you're going to appreciate, like, I want him to appreciate the hard work that I put into dinner, whether if I put in hard work or not. And like, I want you to appreciate that, like, daddy worked hard to provide the food that's on the table right now. And it's not even like, I mean, I think I may be taking it as like, oh, he's like, well, I don't want to eat right now. But then you're like, okay, you don't have to eat. And then like 20 minutes later, he's snacking on Oreos. Oh, see, I wouldn't allow that. I don't, yeah. I don't allow that. But like, I, I don't think that them not wanting to eat what you cooked means they don't appreciate it. I just think it means they don't like it. That, that like, that's no shade to you and what you've been cooking. Oh, no, no, I get it. I just, I just 
that's just for some reason, something I even, I always think about, like, I'm like, well, if you're not hungry, I'm not going to like, like my mom used to make us literally sit there until like 1130 at night until the mm-hmm. plate was clean. Like that's fucking crazy. But I'm going to be like, okay, well, I don't know. Like, again, I'm not going to be like some fucking dictator making me go to bed hungry. But I would like for them to like, try it. Like you're going to try it. Right. It's like, if you no, never- I probably still would be like, eat it. <laughs> Oh my fuck god! It, I still, I think, yeah, I would be like, fucking eat it. Be like the fridge is locked. Eat the fucking meatloaf. It's like you know what I'm thinking. Like I, I'm not like, I don't ever step out of the box when it comes to dinner. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. not like I'm ever just fucking making like duck, right? Like, and if I did, I wouldn't expect my children to eat it. But if yeah. I'm making hot dogs and hamburgers, and they're talking about like, I don't want hot dogs and hamburgers tonight. Okay, so like if it's something I make and they eat it, they would eat it any other day of the week and they're like, I don't want that tonight. I want I wanted something else for dinner. I'd be like, too fucking bad. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like I but, I it's like if y'all were making like duck or like I was like, oh frog legs. And they were like, Right, right. Like shit? if it was if it was something they genuinely did yes. not like, I would not expect them to eat it. That's where I think the appreciation comes in. Like Yeah. Like you're eating it every or like, oh spaghetti again. You pay these food bills? You pay pay these grocery bills? Spaghetti costs like $5 to make. Okay. Exactly. And it lasts like (laughs) seven days and you can make spaghetti sandwiches. But like, that's what I mean. I love spaghetti sandwiches. I just am like a stern believer in like, and again, like I never, I very rarely. Okay. And like, I can say this, if I do step out of the box, I make it for me and Matt and little Matt. And then his little Matthew doesn't want to eat it. I always have a backup plan for him if I step out of the box. But if it's something we make all the time and he just decides what, uh, this is when he gets older. One day he just doesn't want it. I'm like, mm-hmm. be bad. like you ate it last week. That's just what, that's just in my opinion. But when it comes to like the other discipline, it's just, that's what I want to change. I yes. want to be like, I look up to Matt's mom, like Carolyn, like she's the mom I want. I don't even think, I don't know if this is true, but I just feel like Carolyn's never yelled in her life. Like I, at her kids. Yes. Okay. So this girl that we know shared this thing on Facebook earlier and I'm going to read it real quick. Cause it like ties into what you're saying. It says breaking the generational curse, quit yelling at your kids before they go to bed and expect them to sleep. Well, quit yelling at your kids in the morning, right after they wake up before school and expect them to have a good day. You set the tone for your children. You set the tone for your own voice, and they will always remember it in their heads. You become their inner voice. Don't be their inner critic. Speak life, speak love, speak bravery and kindness and hope. That's Carolyn. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's the kind of parent I want to be like. I don't, like, I don't want you to, you know, like always hear me nagging in your head right like or like be scared of me or like how I'm gonna react or like I saw this video one time on Facebook it was like a TikTok and it said tell me something your mother said that has stuck with you forever and it was like an 85 year old woman doing her makeup and she said when I was 16 I decided to wear makeup for the first time and my mother came in laughed at me and told me I looked like a clown now every day when I put makeup on I hear her voice telling me I look like a clown oh my god it's really sad that is sad I feel like everybody has that though with their parents yeah like even if like I feel you can have the best relationship with your parent but again, like not everybody's going to be perfect. Sometimes you might just slip up and you know what I mean? And then have it. But I think that's why I always try and make sure I apologize. Mm-hmm. And again, apologies. That's like, you know, when they that saying when they're like, if you break a plate and you say, sorry, does it fix it? No. So actually like something happened today. And so ever, Tommy taught Everett. And, oh, if you're the last one up, you're a rotten egg, whatever. So... We were going upstairs to get dressed so we could go outside and play. Evelyn was in the lead, and Everett comes behind us. He's like, oh, I'm going to beat baby Evelyn. I don't want to be the rotten egg. And I was like, oh, let your sister win for once. And we were, like, playing, and I thought we were playing and laughing, and I was, like, holding him back so she could 
yeah first and him and I would be the rotten eggs and he cried like he was so upset with me and I was like I was like, oh my God, he's going to remember this for the rest of his life. You made him the rotten egg for the first he's time He's going to remember the time I held him back and I kept him from winning and I made yeah. him the rotten egg. So he was sitting on the stairs crying and I said, I'm, I'm sorry, I did that. I should have just let you win. I thought that we were playing. I didn't know that you were going to get so upset. <laughs> well, do you think- so bad. Do you think, so this is a good question. Do you think that, See, in that situation, I don't think I would have apologized for not letting him win. I would have apologized for making him upset because he does have to understand. So is that a generational curse also, do you think? Like wanting, not like, so I remember as a kid, my mom, like our brothers would always just like pummel us and win. And it was never like an equal playing field. Do you consider that? Right, if you lose, you lose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't, I don't know if I said, I'm sorry. I didn't let you in. I think, I think I, I might have said more... that, but I also said, you know, you can't always win at everything. So right, right. you have to lose. Sometimes you have to let other people take the lead. You can't be first at everything. And I mean, he's too young to really understand that. Right. But I get what you're saying. Like when we grew up, there was nobody saying like, Oh, go easy on your sister. Right. You know? let her come in first for a chance it was always you know survival of the fittest or even now like the part like i don't think in like t-ball and stuff they have winners it's everyone gets the same participation trophy well i mean okay so everybody has always gotten a little ribbon like i played t-ball my brothers played baseball lacrosse soccer everything everybody always gets a ribbon for participation everybody and then you have like player of the season whatever whatever for a second third right. like I, I hate like how people are so sensitive about this participation trophy that's literally always been a thing do you know how many trophies I have I and I was so shit at every sport I played <laughs> I literally okay. don't even remember like in my opinion I don't think kids give a fuck like Matthew no. starts soccer Matthew starts soccer in April I don't think he gives a fuck if they give him a ribbon or not. (laughs) He's going to be like, oh, cool, a ribbon. He don't know what it means. He's not going to remember that when he's 18 and be like, oh, this really has fucked with my psyche. Right. I didn't get that that ribbon when I was two and now I'm a narcissist. Right. Like, Like, y'all just shut up. Like, it's so annoying. That's a generational curse, too. The fucking overparenting at the sporting events. Is that a generational curse or is that just like an asshole trait? I think asshole traits are generational curses. That's true. I feel like, like if your if your dad was super strict and always yelling at you from the sidelines, you're gonna grow up and yeah. yell at your son from the sidelines. I just like when I go to Matthew soccer, I expect my fucking two and a half year old son to be fucking playing with the grass and fucking running, exactly. running to pick up a stick on the other side of the field. I don't even expect him to realize that there's a fucking soccer match going. Exactly. I don't want to hear any fucking parents get your fucking head in the game. What? They're two and a half. Were you expecting David Beckham? Like exactly. See, if my kids play sport, I don't expect, and I don't give a shit if you win or lose. Listen, I hate sports. I don't care. I don't even really want to watch. Just have fun. Like all I care about is you having fun. And if you don't want to do it anymore, if you don't find it fun, quit. I don't care. I don't care. I think it'll be hard for you if your kids do get sports and they genuinely love it and they get upset after they lose a game, like really fucking upset. Because I used to know some players when I was in high school, like you couldn't talk to them for the rest of the night after a game if they Mm -hmm. lost. And you would be like, really? (laughs) It's baseball. It's not even fun. Not your world's not gonna. You're not gonna. World's not gonna end. I think that's a big one. Yeah, I was gonna say something else, but I don't remember what I was gonna say. It was about sports. How girls can like only do ballet and stuff. Well, oh, (laughs) it was about the parents who take the shit way too seriously. When I was little, we all we were all like on a bowling league, like a Saturday morning bowling league. 
Reed has always been a super good bowler because he's got them long ass arms. Okay. <laughs> he just has to do it. And it's already halfway down the little strip. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. And, you know, I was little, like little, like six or seven. I don't know. And there was always this one guy there. There was another little girl's grandfather or something. I don't know. And him and my mom would always yell at me about not keeping my wrist straight. Okay, I'm terrible at bowling. What do you this expect? This ball is heavy as shit. It's heavy as <laughs> shit. It's like half my weight. I don't understand. And they would always get so mad at me because I was so sucky at bowling. I'm like, this isn't fun. I just want to go and sit and eat some snacks. I don't, I don't actually want to participate. You're I don't want to participate at all. You're making me do it. I don't, and I don't want to do it. But I just you remember are- that being like the the guy, like, I, dude, I don't even freaking know you. I remember, I feel like you're I've like- always been very feisty you- in my head. And I remember like all these situations where I'm like, I don't even fucking know you. Why are you in my face about this shit? It's not even that fucking serious. <laughs> you're like, like 29 and you remember that guy. And I like- remember it. I remember him very vividly, you like see? yelling at me and getting mad at me for being sucky at bowling. Like maybe I just don't want to fucking bowl. Okay. Okay. Maybe you need to find something better to do with your life. If this little bowling thing on a Saturday morning is really getting you this fucking upset. If you're this passionate about it, about yeah. kids bowling. Fucking ass. Like that it. shit. Right. Or like if I, if I ever, I don't give a shit how old my son is. If I peep someone's fucking parent from the sidelines yelling at myself, bitch, uh, we can fight. Oh, you're not even gonna have to catch me in the parking lot because I'm coming right to you. Exactly. Like, keep your fucking mouth. Like, the only time I can ever see me, like, really voicing my opinion is if, like, that video, if, like, that of a coach putting his hands on my son, like, that. (laughs) Try me. Motherfucker, I'll run you over with my car straight, like, through the field. Anyway, or, like, if I see some straight malfeasance, then I'm gonna say something. Like, Mm -hmm. have you ever seen that video? It's this college player and she's a soccer player. It was there. She's in college and she was fucking these girls up, like pulling them down by their hair when the rest back was turned, punching them in the face while the rest back. Like, Listen, and they I'm going to be on catching, that court too. What? See that sometimes, but like parents are like, ah, like, ah, put my fucking son back in. Yeah. Um, your fucking son sucks or that yeah, can somebody else's kid have a fucking turn on the field? Yeah. They're seven. Do you, remember, do you remember that one video of the football coach punching the little boy in the face? Yes, that's, yes, like that's what I'm talking rocking about. him. I would. And he was like little, right? Him. He was like nine. Did you see his apology though? No. Sorry for punching you. No, he was like, I don't understand why everybody's coming for me. I'm a grown man. I admitted to my mistakes. His parents have forgiven me, so I don't understand why everybody's trying to come for me. I'm like, bitch, first of all, his parents are shit if they forgave you because if you would have exactly. put your hands on my fucking son like that, I would have been the fuck over. First of all, actually, Justin's concealed to carry in the state of Pennsylvania. Like, don't put your fucking hands on my son like that. No. Like, the boy left the field crying. He probably left the field with a concussion. Guys, I'm sorry. Like, he let, oh, to that video. It's like that was why you shouldn't even you shouldn't even be. Why are you out here trying to mentor kids? Right. You why can't are you your fucking temper? Why are you even around children? Exactly. I can't know. And that's probably a generational curse. And I bet you his dad was hitting him like that yeah. over football games. That shit's fucking sad. I also think like drinking and like drugs obviously are a generational curse for some people. Yes. That like, is- you see. You see that all the time, especially in like Glen Burnie and Baltimore. Yeah. Like if your granny is a crackhead, your mom is a crackhead, now you a crackhead. I know a girl that I graduated high school with who OD'd with her mom. It's like that one family, it was the grandma, the the daughter, who I think was like 17 or 18, and her baby, who was, I don't know, like eight months old, like old enough to crawl around. And he OD'd and died. I saw that on the news. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. That was so shitty. And that grandmother should be shot in the fucking head. So should the fucking mom. But for real, but especially the grandmother, because she raised the daughter to be like that. Like everything that happened in that house was the mother's fault. I know, but 
the mom too. I'm sorry, the mom. Like, I know. I, and I think, oh my goodness. Where are you at? Girl, I fucking, I texted Matt saying, don't call me because I'm recording with Katie and my father just went and called me. <laughs> I knew it. But um, I, you know what? And I feel like I really need to do better on myself because I, I, I guess because I chose not to ever do drugs in my life that I don't give a shit if your mom did it or, you know what I mean? You had the fucking choice. You had the fucking if choice. You always have a choice. You always have a fucking choice. And whether you, you know what I mean? Like you, I, everyone has the choice. Some people are more um, susceptible to it or they're more like around to it. You always have the fucking choice. Yes. Right. It's a general, like you never saw your mom make the right choice, but then that should have in my head. And again, guys, like I don't have that that I guess what disease where it's like I've never been addicted to drugs so I don't know what it's like I think like people just have like addictive personalities you don't have an addict you do have an oh I guess you're addicted to cutting your hair but like my thing is when people say I didn't mean to get addicted to heroin I didn't mean to get addicted to meth literally the first thing you're told about these drugs is that it takes one time to become addicted one time I don't even think like an addictive personality is a trait that I get from my mother. Actually, my mom smokes cigarettes and I just want to get from her. She spends money. That's my addictive personality is I don't know how to control myself when it comes to spending money. Okay. Do you think that is an addictive personality problem or like a generational curse? Because I think it's, I'm the same way. Or like, I guess. mm, Okay. So like say my mom smokes cigarettes. And my oldest sister, Naomi, Nate, and Nolan smoke cigarettes. Or do you think they smoke cigarettes because they always saw your mom smoking cigarettes? Well, so they're I'm saying, like- I think the generational curse, it's a generational curse, but I think it's also an addictive personality trait that we get from our mom. Not even like addictive, but I'm very, com- I get that compulsive trait that like, I've never seen my mom save a dime in my life. So it's like, I never knew how to save a dime in my life. And I'm very constantly like, I'm getting better at it, but it's like, when it comes to spending money, that's like my thing. Like I'm mm-hmm. very, like if I have money in my pocket, I'm like, I got time to fucking spend it. It's gone by the end of the day. Time to fucking spend it. Ooh, I'm trying really hard. Picks. I'm like trying really hard to break that because, you know, like, I feel like it's a generational curse to buy things to make yourself feel better. You good girl? Ooh, that Braxton Hicks. You in labor? Oh, that lasted 11 seconds. Ow. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that took the wind out of me. Ow. Water break on the podcast. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. So, like, I think it's a generational thing to buy things because you want that instant gratification. Yeah. But then you are filling your home with all this crap and then like you look around and then you're stressed out looking at all this clutter like I feel like I'm slowly becoming a minimalist like I don't want shit anywhere okay like get everything out of my house but I think that's because of how I was raised like what my baby just woke up crying he just got up yeah he just like good he woke up he woke up oh no he's he's going back to sleep it might have been a cough though I really couldn't hear Oh, I think I, I think I heard it. I think it sounded like a little cough. Yeah, I think it's a little cough. Oh, it's a cough. Okay, it's a cough. It's a cough. cough. So like, do you, do you think you buy things like to get that instant gratification? I can tell you that. Yeah, not yes. Instant gratification. And there's a part of me that I honestly feel that I need it. And I will. I will obsess over it and I'll constantly be thinking about it and I'll be looking, I'll be looking at it all the time. And if I don't buy it, it's honestly like, I need that fix. Like, okay, I just need to buy it. Like I just need to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. And I get get that from my mom. I get it from my mom. And like my mom will buy stuff. Like my mom is addicted to pampered chef and Tupperware. And I'm like, but she'll like buy all this stuff. And then it just sits and like, she does it all the time. Like she just buys, 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 buys. And then it just sits. 
and then you're staring at it and you're stressing out because like all this stuff is everywhere and you don't know what to do with anything right and then like you just keep then you feel like shit and you're stressed out so you buy more to make yourself feel better and then you're stressed out because you have more stuff and then you buy more stuff to make yourself feel better yeah like a never-ending cycle and like I'm trying really hard to break myself of that like I buy clothes like clothes are my thing yeah and I'll never stop buying clothes (laughs) (laughs) never but I can't tell you the last time I bought like something for my house because I used to be I used to always want to buy like house decorations like little knickknacks like just random shit and now no I'm not buying it because I don't like looking at it it's just a dust collector like, Do you think if you had a bigger house, you would feel different? Uh, no, I think when no, we okay. move and we get a bigger house, I'm throwing everything away and I'm just like starting with the basics. Yeah. Like I That's feel like you have to do it that way. Yeah. I just feel like there's so much stuff. Like I would love to throw like 90% of the kids toys away. I just want to throw them away. Well, not them, but you know, like, donate them. Yeah. I know they will lose their shit, but I cannot stand looking at it. Like looking at the clutter stresses me out so much, like so much. Do you think if you, so say like you bought a new house and you had literally a room that had a door that closed and it was a playroom. Would oh it yeah. They you? Had, um, if I opened the door and it was like, I, I still wouldn't want it like completely full to the brim with toys right like they could have a couple shelves of toys you know like some little chairs and like a bookshelf that's right. it maybe a tv in there but that's mm-hmm. it like I still wouldn't want it Yo, overflowing with toys yeah because that would just I mean it would still stress me out and like I don't like kids don't need all that stuff you know like they don't honestly need it. they really don't for real Hold on, can you pause it yes this is the third time in a row Matt's trying to call me and now okay we're back okay so like I I think my thing is with the amount of toys they have I don't want them growing up I think they need balance I don't want them growing up feeling like they have to have an abundance of things or I don't want them growing up with an abundance of things and then when they're older they don't want anything like I feel like a shit ton of toys can either like in in one extreme or the next. You know what I mean? Do, do you think that's a generational curse? Buying or getting all the toys and stuff? Like yes, yeah. So yes, did you? Would that be like the opposite? Like you didn't get a lot of stuff, so you want to make sure your kids always have a lot of stuff. Um, no, I feel like I mean we. It's not like we did not grow up rich at all, but right. I mean like we had everything that we needed. I don't ever remember being like, oh, I really, really want that toy and then never getting in. Like, right. I feel like, you know, I always had everything I needed and wanted, but I, I know my kids have everything they want and need. Plus they have way more, but right. I'm not the one buying these things. I think yeah. that's what's pissing me off. Like I'm not the one buying them. It's my mother and my mother-in-law buying all this shit. And, but that's the way, that's just the way that they are. Right. And maybe it's that generation. I don't know, but that's just the way they are. They love buying shit, love buying useless shit that nobody needs. Right. No one fucking needs it. No one needs it. And it just sits in the house and stresses me out. I, you know what I would love? How about you guys contri- like start a college fund? That can be the gift. Right. Or Every like year. you got, you got us tickets to the aquarium. Boom. Boom. We, I still want to use them. We need to plan a trip to the aquarium before you bust that baby out. You know what we need to do? I want to take the kids to Hyperzone. I mean, Hyper Kids. Okay. Or the aquarium, either one. We should plan that. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I think I think a generational curse, not a, even a curse, maybe it's not, but like as kids, a habit. Yeah. Nolan was the one that got everything he wanted, everything. And me and Nadine didn't. So it's now it's like, if my son wants it, I'm like, okay, I'll get it for him. Right. You know what I mean? And I just think I need to stop that. That I need to stop. But I honestly, I feel like that might just be a first child thing too. Like, and as an only child thing right now. Like Tommy is really bad about that. Like Everett will say, daddy, I want this. Can we order 
this monster truck on Amazon? And Tommy would be like, oh, yeah, I guess. Me, like, if I take Everett to the store, I'm like, we're not going in the toy section today. Or I'm like, you can pick out one Hot Wheel. Like, you can get a 99-cent Hot Wheel. Okay? That's, that's me. Or I'm like, I mean, Matthew will put all the stuff in the car. And I'm like, okay. And then as soon as we get to the thing, he puts it on a little checkup belt. And I'm like this. And he's like, okay. I'm like, good. <laughs> and then he'd be like, where did this go? And I'm like, oh my gosh, we'll see him yeah. when we get home. And then he forgets. Right. I, yeah, but Matt fucking, you guys, I think I, you guys see that when I upload it. Matt will fucking go to the store and come back with $300 for the toys from Matthew. It's like, fucking ridiculous. When he was a kid, did he, did his parents not buy him any toys? Like, I want to know <laughs> why he's like that. Matt. So it's just Matt's like that's he's like that's my best friend. Like when he asked me and he's like, Daddy, please. But no, Matt got everything. Carolyn still has all of Matt's toys upstairs in her attic. Okay, Kathy. So does Kathy. <laughs> I but you know, again, like you don't understand, y'all. I now want to be the woman that wears white pants at a seafood boil and not get anything on my pants. Oh my god, I know. She is just everything I want to be in life. She really my- rolled in there to a seafood boil with white pants. Yeah, and she left with white pants. Left looking flawless. I, okay, so when I tell people, like, when I try to explain my mother-in-law to people, people think I over-exaggerate. She just walks in and just, you just feel like, like I bet and you she sat woman. there listening to all of our ratchet stories, just laughing along with us. I know. I like. I feel like she. I hope she doesn't like judge me. Oh my god. I was trying to keep the stories rolling when it got to me. I was like, let's just keep these fucking stories rolling to someone else. <laughs> but <laughs> like when Matt talks about his mom, and like I want my son to talk about me like that, just, just with like you can hear it, like the compassion and like I don't know how to I don't know how to explain it like you can tell that she raised good kids because Mm -hmm. she's a great person does that make sense yes I feel like it just it was like easy for her because she and then like she has that personality do you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. can you ever just imagine her losing her patience no like, I can't imagine her, the way she is patient with Matthew. Listen, I, little boy, I know you heard her fucking tell you no three times. I would have done lost it. Not lost it, but I've been like, I said no. Yeah. She'll be like, Matthew, okay. No, no. We're going to try again. Let's, and I'm like, how are you doing this? How are you just holding, like, where does the frustration go? That's where hey, I want to know. Where does it go? Because with me, it builds up. And with her, it just kind of, she just, she doesn't get frustrated. Like, I don't get it. I don't, I'm, she, I don't think this woman has ever probably even yelled at her kids, ever. I, I'm going to ask Matt, but I don't think she has. Does Matt ever yell? Do you feel like you get more frustrated with parenting than Matt does? Oh, a, th- a thousand percent. But Do I also think- feel like that's because, it might be because of Carolyn. Right. Do you think that's generational? Yes, because Ruth, his grandmother, is the same way. Yeah. And I you know, can like, see that. Yeah. And I bet you his little sister will be the same way. But again, Matt does like sometimes, like the one time Matthew cracked him in the forehead with that computer. Yeah. That's the one he, time. Yeah. He was like, what the fuck? I don't ever want Matthew to crack Carolyn in the head with the computer to ever find out like yeah she would yell but I just that's who I want to be when she explains to me like stories about like Matt or you know like when she finally found out that Matt used to jump out of this two-story window sneak out of the house like she didn't you could have broken your ankle like there wasn't even yelling she was just like concerned it was like from the heart concern. I mean Matt's fucking 30 years old now so she probably don't really give a shit but like just the concern and like I don't know or like Matt even Matt would be like yeah I would lie to my mom because I would never want to like hurt her feelings not out of like fear but he was like I would never want to like 
hurt my mom by letting her know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like that's the type of mom I want to be. But I so, just, I feel like I could <coughs> never be a Carolyn. I'm not right. built that way. And like, so when you were growing up, so he says, uh, he would never lie to his mom because he didn't want to hurt her feelings. No, he lied to his mom. <laughs> oh, he lied to his mom. So he wouldn't hurt her feelings. Yeah. But you like, I feel like you and I, we lied to our moms. So we wouldn't we didn't get, get our asses, asses beat. beat. Yeah. <laughs> so we weren't getting our asses beat. And then like, just, I felt like my mom, like Carolyn had a lot of trust in her kids as well. Mm-hmm. Like she would always be like, if you never give me a reason to distrust you, even though Matt was distrustworthy as a motherfucker, <laughs> listen, <laughs> the stories I'd be hearing that Matt be telling me, I'm like, li- cause I never did that as a child because mm-hmm. I was scared. But now I'm like, listen, we got both sets ends of the spectrum. So if Matthew's trying to jump out of a two-story fucking window to sneak out, guess who's on top of you? Your daddy, because he used to do the same same shit. Right. Generational motherfucker, right there. Right. So like with me and Tommy, Tommy, his mom didn't care what he did, but he always says he's like, I never had to lie to my mom about doing anything. Because I never did anything. I just stayed home and played video games. And on a rare occasion, I would want to go to a party. I would just be like, hey, mom, can I go to this party? And his mom doesn't care. Tommy was so spoiled. His mom was so chill. (laughs) Like, I don't know if he ever got yelled at. He he was allowed to do whatever he wanted. But he was allowed to do whatever he wanted because he didn't ever do anything. So did Tommy's mom know he, like, drank and stuff? Like, did he drink at these parties? No. And if, if he did, she genuinely wouldn't have cared. So that's where Carolyn and Kathy. So Matt would go out, Matt would be telling his mom that he's at his friend's house playing pool while he's out stealing kegs at this college party. And then one of his friends got his eye knocked out. And you see, Tommy was such a goody goody. Tommy, you know, Matt, Matt and Tommy are the total opposites of that. He's still such a goody goody. No, see, that's what makes me nervous, not nervous, but. Carol, Caroline even said that she was like, if Matt would come home and I could tell that he was drunk and then I would ask him and he would say no and then go to his room. And then she's like, I'm just not confrontational. She wasn't like a, you know, I was like, listen, Carolyn, that's where me and you differ. Cause I right, was banging right. on that door. <laughs> I'd be like, uh-uh, motherfucker, come blow on this. I'm gonna have like a black light. Come, no. Oh my gosh. What the fuck you think of this? Because even though, like, here's a good exponent, like a good um, example of a generational, maybe not a generational curse, but I never understood those fucking parents that would let their kids throw parties in their basements and some shit and having like 15, 14 to 16 year olds, 18 year olds drinking and getting fucking wasted. What the fuck kind of shit is that? Some white people shit. I was just like, that's some straight white people shit. Some white people even- shit. Matt used to go to parties like that. He was like, yeah, they would have it at the top of their garage and they would just provide all the booze. And I'm like, and Matt's like, if my son ever thought I would fucking do that, he's out of his fucking mind. They must be smoking crack. Yeah, and like because how parents, dangerous is that? Right. These parents, I feel like their excuse is always, oh, well, I'd rather have the kids at my house doing it instead of somewhere else where I can't supervise them. How about you just don't let your kids have a fucking party when their children getting wasted? How about you show them responsibility? Cause like my thing is, could you imagine a child getting alcohol poisoning because of you or someone exactly. drinking and then driving home and killing themselves and killing everybody else? Because it's like you're going to jail because you're trying to be somebody's fucking friend. You're trying to be cool. Right. right. I- Listen, if Matthew ever said, hey, can we have a party and some fucking beer? I'd be like, I'm You can sorry. have a party and I'll go, I'll order pizza. We can get some Pepsi. I'd be like, are you <laughs> fucking, think fucking this crack? Is. I would have to be like, have you lost your fucking mind? Right? Go upstairs to your room right now. No. What? <laughs> let me see your phone, by the way. <laughs> let me see the phone. Uh-uh. Let me, no, no, no. You ain't never getting it back. Because <laughs> that to me right there, it's like, let me see. But I can say a nut. I don't know if this is a generational curse. I never hung it out my house, but you would know that me and Nadine were never wanted to be at our fucking house. Right. Never wanted to be up in that motherfucker because my mom was crazy as fuck. Like just did not want to be up around her. Every weekend we were somewhere else just because we didn't want to spend time at our house. 
I don't want that for my children. Right. I want my kids to feel safe at home and I want them to feel comfortable at home and like want to hang out with us. Yeah, I want my kids. I want my house to be the place everybody else's kids come to. Not for a comfortable. Yeah. For they're a like, they're like, Oh man, Miss Katie always just makes you feel so comfortable and their house is so fun. Right. She always makes a you- ass breakfast Sunday morning. That's the kind of mom I want to be. Yep. Because that's how you get to know who your kids' friends are. Yeah. I want to know who the little hoe is. I want to know who the one I got to keep my little eye on. Mm-hmm. I want to know which one that can't come up in this motherfucking house no more. I want to know who has the shitty parents so I can say something to them. Oh, who? I think we were watching Despicable, Despicable 3. And when Gru loses his job, one of his daughters was like, you can play online poker like somebody's dad. And then she said something like, he's in a lot of debt. And they're like, okay, just remember that you're not going over her house anymore. (laughs) Like, that's That's the type of shit. But yeah, I just want, I I don't want them, my kids to feel uncomfortable in their own house like I did. Right. I want them to be asking if friends can come over, not if they can go to their friend's house. Yes. Which I like, I honestly don't give a shit if they want to go to their friend's house, but it's not like guys, it was every weekend where I wanted to get out of, like, I didn't want to be home for long periods of time with my mom because she would be off on the weekends and I didn't want to be there with her. Mm -hmm. Like if they're asking, if they're asking me Friday morning, if they can go spend the weekend at their friend's house every weekend, I'd be like, damn, am I a shitty parent? First of all, if it's a whole weekend too, like, all right, all right, right. So all then right. something's up. Yeah. I definitely want, like, that's what I want. I want, like, I was thinking like, telling that, like, I was like, when we do buy our like forever home after this house, I want it to definitely have like a room for the kids. I want, you know what I mean? Cause that's where I want the kids to be comfortable. Yeah. So I can be nosy as fuck and know what the fuck's going on in our kids' lives because I'm going to be at the door like this. Tommy wants like a full blown place basement with a movie theater, like a gaming room. I'm okay with just like a cool basement and a basketball hoop. <laughs> Maybe you know, I wasn't thinking all that. I was like, you know, what do you like? I'm trying to think what you can. Oh, you have to have like a big TV, obviously. Yeah. Right, and then I want. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Right. I don't know what kids like, guys. I don't. I don't know. Again, I, I was like- never at my house, so I don't like. And then again, I think our generation is different because when I used to, when I used to go to my friend's house on the weekends, we were either going skating or we were going to the mall to walk around. Um, I don't know, gonna- y'all hoes. Y'all hoes was on some other level shit. We were on some <laughs> other level shit. When we would go out, we would like party with old people, In like cornfields and I, shit. When I think about the shit we used to do. I'm like, how are we still alive? How are y'all Honestly. not sex trafficked? How did we not get sex trafficked? I don't understand. Like, That's it's- an honest question. I'm sorry, mom, if you're listening, you're going to tell me this is why you got gray hairs, but I'm sorry. But I'm like, still here. My- when I think about when Nadine tells me stories, I'm like, oh, I can just imagine how, in- to me, guys, Nadine is the most like, as soon as I maybe alcohol touches name lips, she automatically annoys me. <laughs> automatically. As soon as she opens her mouth, I'm like, it's really fucking annoyed. <laughs> and I think it's because I just had to deal with it so long. It's just like instant annoying. Like, because she, like, back in the day, as soon as she would drink, especially them, the, the you know who years. Yeah. Like, maybe was- fucking crazy fucking crazy see i didn't have i was, was not fun, i hope that's a generational like that's something i can pass down to my kids i never drank in high school or like did drugs or anything but i was a fucking bitches wanted to hang out with me <laughs> but i just didn't i just didn't drink i just it was never something that crossed my mind maybe you know what i think i was really scared that like somehow i would get in trouble and some, you know what I mean? Like, and then my mom would find out maybe that was it. But I just, I want my kids to understand, like, you don't even have to drink. To have fun. Yeah. To even like, if I did go to parties, I still wasn't drinking. Like I didn't have to drink. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't know. It's just, I, 
And then no one ever explained that to me. So it's just something I learned on my own. And I'm hoping that's something my kids will learn on their own as well. Yeah. Like, I don't want my kids to be sharing that meme talking about how they were 15, had alcohol poisoning somewhere in a corn maze. I know your kids are probably going to be crazy because you weren't crazy. And my kids are probably going to be super chill. Because I don't know. Listen, their daddy, though, on the other hand, I mean, I think he probably could have been worse than Nadine. (laughs) So probably he seems like he was probably worse than Nadine. Carol, when he tells me these stories, I'm like, who are you? He's a completely different person now, obviously, but it's just like, I'm like, He's the type of like white boy that you were like, uh, uh-uh, don't go party with him. <laughs> yeah, don't like, go near him. He was probably the type of white boy that me and Nadine used to go party with. <laughs> no, he wasn't like a creep, but he would just go way too hard. You're just like, yeah. He tells me these stories. I'm like, what the fuck? Hi, princess. What? What's wrong? Come on. All right, do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, I was gonna say, Baby Helen's telling us it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, she's coming to say hi. Right off the edge. Hi. Can I say hi. She said, I'm trying to go to bed. Can y'all wrap this no, up? No, so uh, she just woke up from a fucking nap. A nap? Yeah, a nap. I didn't mean to yell in your ear, baby Evelyn. A nap girl at nine o'clock? She okay. fell asleep at like. No, nobody watches Twitch on here. Tommy said, watch him on Twitch. OFP underscore Falcon. The whitest fucking whitest. That name, if I didn't know it was Tommy, to me, that would be a man that wears like Hanes whitey tidies. Yeah. Does he? No. She wants to show her fingernails. Daddy painted her fingernails. Look at your fingernails. Oh my gosh. And all your hair. You want to show your Anna dress? Oh, oh my. Oh, so pretty. What was I saying? I was going to say something. Wrapping it up. Oh, yeah, we're going to wrap it up. I was going to say wrap it up. That. Don't touch. All right. Um, we were, we were, yeah. No. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. I'll see you next week. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.